Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Today we continue our conversation with Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager Henry Drews. We dive into Northern's big changes in Northern regulations for Paul Bunyan Country. And Henry says it's going to be the talk of the area once the weather talk dies down. The dialogue come opener, um, once people um, are done talking about the weather, they're likely to be talking about the new northern pike zones and the new regulations. This is the first modernization of our northern pike regulations in over 50 years. Um, you know, the north central zone where many of your listeners are um, are tuned in and spend most of their time fishing, you know, those regulations look a lot different than they did in the regulations book last year. Anglers will be able to keep 10 pike. They have to throw all those pike between 22 and 26 inches. They need to go back, and they can keep two over 26 inches. Uh, one important thing for anglers is that the lakes that we are managing with special regulations, and there are a number of those in the Bemidji, Park Rapids, Walker area, those lakes still have those special regulations, and the limits that are on those lakes apply. They are not superseded by the zone regulation. So it is a little more complex having zones and having the special regulations, but it's it's our best foot forward at trying to improve northern pike fishing in Minnesota. And by improve, you mean getting better average sizes? We're trying to, a couple of things with the regulations that we have. That narrow slot, 22 to 26 inches that pike must go back, is intended to increase those intermediate-sized pike. Not the big ones, but those intermediate-sized ones. Increase the number of pike over 26 inches. If we do that, there will be more of those preferred-sized pike for the anglers to catch, keep, and also those intermediate-sized pike will then be able to put some pressure through predation on the small pike. Pike are very adapt at controlling their own numbers if there is the right size pike in that population. So that's why we're trying to protect these intermediate size pike for two reasons. Increase the average size of the pike that the angler catch so they can keep, you know, a preferred size fish. And two, exert more predation control over the small pike. In a best case scenario, how soon before we would start to see some of these changes taking hold? You know, it's going to take several years for the pike to grow through that 22 to 26-inch protected slot. So on some lakes, you know, we may see some positive results in, in four to six years. On other lakes, it's going to take longer. It's going to be six to 12 years or maybe 15 years. It really depends a lot on the growth rate and the forage availability for those pike. On those lakes that are just stiff with 18 to 20-inch pike, we are not going to see the results in the short term on those lakes. Plain and simple. That's where that 10-fish limit comes in. Let anglers take advantage of those small pike on those lakes. On the lakes with moderate population in terms of abundance of pike and good growth, 
we'll see some results in four to six years. Okay. So you would, I mean, you know, if I'm out catching northerns and, and I'm getting a bunch of those small ones, you would say, I, I know you maybe don't need that many small ones, but for the sake of the future, it might be worth taking them anyway? I mean, if, if you can put them to good use, keep those fish. Yeah. Um, by all means, those small pike are, are doing more harm in the lake than they are good in many of the lakes up here where we're plagued by small pike. So, you know, experiment with them. Um, fillet them, grind them up, make fish patties, um, pickle them. There's, they're, pickle them. You know, they're fine eating, particularly early in the season. Um, they aren't as, as easy to clean as a larger pike or, say, a walleye or a perch. But there are videos out there, a lot of YouTube videos and, and um, instructional things that people can use to, to make, make use of them. Uh, my favorite, favorite way to use a small pike is to, is to grind them up and make fish patties out of them. And you can just try all sorts of uh, variations on your mixture for those fish, fish patties. Okay. Well, that's... Take advantage of those. I have not had a fish patty before from Northerns, but I, you know, I'm an open-minded guy. Well, um, I got a recipe from a, a long-time Bemidji um, Norwegian um, that uses, um, you know, flaked, flaked northern pike meat, pimentos, chopped onion, chopped celery, um, Old Bay seafood seasoning, and an egg and a little bit of cream. And you mix that together with some breadcrumbs so you can get a nice firm patty. And then you, you fry that in shallow shallow oil, you know, for about 10 minutes per side. And I, it, it's, it's pretty darn good. It's right. like an um, eastern, east coast crab cake, but done with um, northern pike fillets. <laughs> Sounds actually very, very good. Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about the northern's cousin, the muskie. Um, obviously, a lot of nice musky waters in, in, in our neck of the woods. Um, one of the things that, that we've kind of leaned towards here uh, is a philosophy of wanting some pr- trophy fish. And then you've got to kind of balance that with, the, with the, getting the next generation as well. And uh, how do you feel we're doing with that balancing act? You know, I, I think we're doing very well. Um, muskie in, in Minnesota, yeah, we are a destination state. And when you talk about muskie fishing, you know, we, we sit up here in Paul Bunyan country on the hotbed of native waters and also very successful stock waters. Um, there's a, a large uh, segment of the muskie fishing community that 30 years ago used to always go to Canada and fish Eagle Lake and Lake of the Woods and some of those perennial uh, muskie havens um, in Canada. Uh, that's changed over the last 30 years to uh, a lot of those musk anglers stay in Minnesota. We've got excellent musky fishing. We do manage them at a very low density for a trophy fishing opportunity. That's why we have a 54-inch minimum size limit. That's why we have a season, you know, that we, um, like this year, it'll open on, on June 2nd and it closes, you know, on December 1st. You know, we don't um, have ice fishing for muskies. We we don't allow fishing during the spawning period for muskies. We, we protect those fish and manage them as a low-density trophy population. And we have certainly seen a lot of big fish lately. It's, uh, um, I, you know, ever since they went to that catch-and-release record, um, that thing's been broken a few times already. Yes, it has. And, and, and that, um, that program came about because of the interest of, of muskie anglers and, and also sturgeon anglers and flathead catfish anglers. And now we've added northern pike to that catch-and-release record. Um, when you have uh, an individual that is of state record proportion, you know, the last thing somebody wants to do is kill it. 
You, yeah. c- you can always get a replicate made, and I think that um, having that catch and release record recognition program has has also served to highlight you know the quality of fishing we have for those species. More with Henry Drews coming up next. Plus, we'll hear from Chuck Hazy, outstanding Leech Lake area guide. It's all coming up. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Henry Drews, Regional Fisheries Manager out of the Northwest Office in Bemidji. My guest as we talk muskies. i got to tip my hat to the, the muskie anglers because I'm convinced that that state record that is holding on from the 50s on Lake Winnie has actually been broken several times, and we don't know it because they put them back. I, I think you're right on the money. I, I think that that there are each year probably a handful of fish that, that could eclipse that weight. Um, maybe not the length, but the girth might be a lot a lot larger. Um, you know, musky anglers have done a lot for the sport of fishing, not just for musky, but all the other species. These are a lot of these folks fish for multiple species. We're seeing a lot of young people getting involved in musky fishing. It is a growth fishery in the state, and um, unfortunately, we have some some uh, tinkering going on with uh, legislation that would tie our hands on musky management in certain parts of the state, and that's unfortunate because, as we know up here in Paul Bunyan country, you can have exceptional musky fishing and exceptional walleye fishing, and the kids aren't afraid to swim. No, no. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a, it is true, and, and it's such a, a great fish, uh, and, and it's really impressive to me uh, how it's grown. There's, there's a lot of people that are really into musky fishing now. And, and I, I was, I was uh, at the, invited to the award ceremony for the, the big Frank Schneider musky event that's held out of Walker, centered out of Walker each fall. And, uh, and they put a big emphasis on getting youth involved with fishing. And it's really interesting how much um, energy that the, the muskie advocates put into that. They know that's the future of their fishery. Um, they know that, that we're, you know, we need to recruit more young anglers. The bass anglers are also doing that with high school leagues popping up, and the muskie fishermen are doing it. And, you know, kudos to whatever species it is. If the people that like that species of fish and they're, they're, they're just staunch advocates for those species, if they take that time and get young people involved, that's an investment in their future. Boy, uh, speaking of bass, uh, you know, we, I don't, we, we had the big uh, college bass championship, of course, here uh, last summer, and uh, it was pretty interesting. It was very exciting, and it was great to see that kind of spotlight on northern Minnesota bass. I mean, I think we all know we got great bass fishing up here, but we had the national spotlight on it finally, and it, it, I think a lot of people in Bemidji came out to those weigh-ins were stunned to see the kind of bass that could come out of these waters. It, it was good to see that attention um, focused on bass, and it just it speaks to, I think, the health of our fisheries up here, the multi-species um, opportunities that we have, whether it's musky, walleye, panfish, or bass, lake sturgeon, or channel catfish. I mean, there's tremendous opportunities up here because we have really good lakes and rivers and great fish habitat, and the fish in general will take care of themselves if we can take care of that habitat. Um, again, I, I was so surprised to see the kind of fish that we were having coming out of those lakes, and I enjoyed it. Uh, do you think that's going to do something for the number of people who decide to go out and try bass fishing in this neck of the woods? 
I do believe that bass fishing is more popular. Um, I used to kind of have it to myself along with just a handful of other people, but I see more more folks out there now on some of my favorite lakes. <laughs> so I, I, my personal observation is that it's gaining popularity. And, and you know, the other thing about that um, being the college event that it was and the Brainerd High School had kids up here uh, participating in some of the activities, um, high school fishing, it's largely directed at bass. There's some for muskie, and there's some groups with, with a variety of other species, walleye and panfish. Um, high school interest in, in fishing, is, is it's got a ways to go to catch up to trap. But nonetheless, it's, it's growing in popularity. Competitive fishing isn't for everybody, but it is another place to get young people in the outdoors. And if that's what it takes to, to push a, a youth over the edge to try something, you know, that's a great thing. I'll wrap up my conversation with Henry Drews, Regional Fisheries Manager, tomorrow. But right now, it's time to check in with Chuck Hazzy, Outstanding Guide on Leech Lake. Well, today on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, uh, we're talking with Chuck Hassey. Well, we're here for the uh, Spring Fling at Destination Sporting Goods. Obviously, that Spring Fling will be over by the time we air this, but uh, the big brains of fishing are here, so I should take advantage of it while I can. Chuck, thanks for joining us. Well, the big brains, the little brains, no matter how you put it, we're all uh, we're all kind of waiting for the same thing here. We're uh, killing some time, it seems, before we can uh, get the boats out on the water. Um, I am optimistic that uh, some of the bigger lakes, Leech, Cass, uh, Winnie, I, I do believe will be ice-free. Um, it's it's going to come right down to the wire, though, I believe. Well, if they are ice-free and people are out there, and then obviously we're going to be talking about jigs and minnows. Yeah, jigs and minnows, uh, slower presentations uh, for the most part. Uh, one of the best uh, open water springs I think I've ever had was back in 2014, if I remember right. And uh, the ice went off Leech Lake three days after after the opener. And the, the fishing was absolutely unreal for the first couple weeks of the year. Um, the fish, and hopefully it's the same case this year, they had, they had finished their spawn. Uh, the males were very aggressive and uh, didn't take a lot to get them to bite. So I'm, I'm hoping for kind of a similar scenario this year. Well, no question about it. Uh, when, when the opener is here, if the water is open, it'll be just post-spawn. In general, where are we going to find fish? Well, if they're not going to be far from their spawning areas, I can pretty much assure that. Um, any little feeder creeks, uh, anywhere where that water temperature is going to be a degree, you know, maybe two, three degrees warmer. Um, shallow water points, I know on leech a lot of the fish will spawn in a, in a lot of the shallow water gravel points. Um, usually shallow water. Um, I like to fish eight feet or less usually for the first you know, week or two of the year. Um, and then as those fish start to recover, they, they tend to move to the adjacent break lines. But I, th I think we're going to have a good two, three week window here of a, of a resemblance of a very early, early spring bite. Okay. Now, since we're here in Destination Sporting Goods, good question. As a guy who's big into fishing, it's your livelihood. You're on top of everything. Any hot new items you're really interested in this year? There's uh, there the jig market is is really expanding right now. As I look around, there's probably seven eight different manufacturers, and uh, and all of them have their time and place. Um, we're also entering you know kind of a a new market of sorts as getting into more and more plastics. A um, lot of guys are are going away from the live bait angle and. Uh, 
there's all kinds of different plastics out there now that, I mean, they mimic everything from a leech to a shiner minnow to an emerald shiner, uh, spot tail shiner. Um, and, and one thing you get with those, too, is a lot of times you trigger a reaction bite when that fish maybe normally isn't in an aggressive mood. So it's, you know, jigs and shiners, um, take your pick. Northland makes all different kinds, can catch. Uh, there's a few different smaller companies out now that I see have some great-looking products out and uh, some fancy colors as well. Anything boat-wise, um, uh, electronics-wise that's new and interesting this year? Um, you know, the, the electronic world is always changing. Um, I'm running Lowrance graphs, but really everyone now from Garmin, Humminbird, Lowrance, it, it, they're all good. Um, Garmin's come out with some new technology too, I know. Um, but electronics for me especially are very, very important. Um, the other, the other kind of, uh, new angle now is, is trolling motors with their ability to, um, hold in position with the spot lock technology. That in itself over the last, and really that's not even that new, but now in the last five years, I haven't put an anchor in my boat in five years. And they keep getting better and better each year. Um, satellite technology, the ability to hold in one spot without really doing anything, the push of a button, um, has really changed that game as, as far as a vertical fishing or you know, pitching and casting, that type of thing. That's really changed the game in that regard. Well, we know Leech Lake is a great fishery in, in virtually every, every kind of fish there is. Um, it's a lake you're on a lot. We've been watching it closely for AIS uh, to make sure we're still continuing to have a good, strong walleye uh, class every year. Uh, what are your thoughts on leech overall? Um, my thoughts are it's still very healthy. Um, I know I received an email last fall with the uh, fall netting results. They showed a, a very, very strong 2016 year class, which those fish now should be in that 13 to 15 inch range. Um, you know, those are typically your most aggressive fish. So there's a good population of those. There's also a good population of a 2013 year class, which is going to be your getting close to that slot limit size. Um, I've also seen now the last couple years, uh, and overall now since this slot limit has been applied out there, we're starting to finally see some numbers of 28 plus inch fish. Um, a lot of these tournaments and uh, bigger events in the leech area, it was hard. I mean, it, it didn't happen very regularly, but it was pretty hard to catch a fish over 27 inches, and now we're starting to see that next step. Um, it makes tournaments more fun. I mean, it provides every angler with the opportunity to get that 30-incher, if you will, um, or 10-pound fish. But as far as I'm concerned, the overall status of the fishery is still very healthy. Chuck, uh, are you all booked for the year already, or can we still hire you? Uh, my, my spring is pretty busy already, but we, we run into that July, August, September time frame where those kind of fill themselves up as we move in later in the summer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always taking calls. Um, I, I guide with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. We've got six other great anglers and, and guides on the water. And if I can't help you out, I mean, we can, we can get you set up with somebody. So are all you guys at Leisure Outdoor Anglers UND fans? Um, that would be no. <laughs> That's good to know. We need diversity. There's only one. <laughs> and we know who that is. Yes, we do. Hey, Chuck, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you, Kevin.